All right, there we go. Had a little audio issue. Welcome to Live Prayer. I am Bill Keller. Good to be with you on this Friday evening. You are watching Live Prayer. If you're new to the program, we come to you every Monday through Friday, 11 to midnight, Eastern Daylight Time, wherever you watch me tonight, all throughout this great land of ours, from sea to shining sea, from border to border. Thank you for tuning in. Friends and other far off great lands, welcome to you as well. Once again, I'm Bill Keller, founder of LivePrayer.com, world's largest interactive Christian website. Reached a little over two and a half million folks each and every day via the internet. Please check us out online. Web address coming up on your screen, LivePrayer.com, LivePrayer.com. So, pray you had a good day today. It's good to be back with you again to close out the week. And uh, to be very honest with you, this is a very important program tonight. I try to ease into the week on Mondays, try to ease out of the weeks on Fridays, but sometimes the events of the day uh, cause us to really have to deal with some really serious issues. Tonight, we have some of those issues, so stay tuned. Four things I ask you to do for me each night on the program. First, pray for me and the program. Thank you for doing that. Second of all, share the daily devotional. You're going to be with family, friends, maybe people you're not with most of the year. Encourage them to sign up. It's free like everything in live prayer. It'll be in their email every morning. Great way to stay plugged into the Lord. Just go to my homepage, liveprayer.com. Upper right-hand corner, click on the sign-up link. A couple pieces of basic information there. It's all they need to know. Third, of course, Tell people about the TV program. Another way you can help share uh, this uh, ministry with others. Last of all, if this ministry has been a blessing to you, please pray about helping me with a gift. Again, upper right-hand corner, donation link. Click on it. Our address is there, St. Petersburg, Florida. Also, a link to our credit card portal if that's more convenient for you, okay? All right, let's have a word of prayer and get going because we have a lot to get to tonight on a Friday night. Father, thank you. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity once again to gather in your name. And thank you for the people, your people, who have joined me tonight. I thank you for my friends. I pray for them. I pray for their families tonight. I pray, God, that every need they have tonight be met for your glory. Thank you for this day, the blessings we've known. And now, Lord, we commit this time to you tonight. 
Use it for your glory. Open hearts, open minds. Reveal to people truth tonight. We ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. All right, let's get started. We've got uh, a bunch of very important things to get to tonight. Um, boy, it's been a long week, folks. And thankfully, my uh, the girl does my hair. She'll be back from vacation on Monday. So look a little neater on Monday. But you know what? Tonight is not about me, not about how I look, how I sound, what I'm doing. It's about what I am sharing with you. And tonight, I've got a lot of truth to share with you. So we're going to get through some of this uh, truth tonight. And it's very important that you sit back and absorb what I'm telling you tonight. Okay? It's very important. Uh, let me just go through a few quick things first. Well, let's get some of the easy stuff out of the way. Texas Attorney General Paxton. Suing Pfizer for fraud. Now, don't forget, because they were emergency use, right? Part of emergency use precludes them from being legally challenged. Except, and always except, if fraud was involved. And that's what he's claiming. And I told you years ago that at some point, there would be a flood of lawsuits against Pfizer, Moderna, J&J for the fraud that they perpetuated not only in this country, but on the world. And that is starting to unfold, folks. You are going to see nonstop legal action from now for many, many decades. Decades, probably long past my time on this earth. Maybe your time on this earth. Because the fraud that was committed on the world, on the world, with these vaccines and these boosters, uh, is going to be unbelievable. The United Nations conference that's in Dubai on climate change, they had a special message to America. Now, it's the end of the week. It's been a long week. We've been through a lot this week. Um, Fridays, I, you know, by the end of, as we get to the end of the week on Fridays, you know, I've been through so much, so many hours, kind of a place where, you know, I need to really check myself as I'm speaking so I don't say anything wrong. Let me, let me just tell you what the message they sent. Because they had, they had a specific message for me and for you and for all Americans. This comes out of the United Nations Climate Conference in Dubai. And it was a very specific message specifically for Americans. Stop eating so much meat. You know, I try very hard when this program's over because of my weird schedule, everything. It's hard for most people to understand the way my day shakes out. But I usually have a light meal when the program's over. 
because uh, I usually don't go to bed till about four or five. It's again, again, it's it's a very strange day parts, right? I committed tonight that when this program's over, I'm gonna eat the biggest piece of meat that I can find in my freezer. Who are they to tell us we can't eat meat? Are you kidding me? Seriously? I'm going to leave it there because if I go much longer, I'm probably going to say some things I don't want to say. Well, I want to say, but I probably shouldn't say. Yeah, but just so you know, just so you know, the United Nations Conference in Dubai, specific message for Americans, quit eating so much meat. Can I give you a little... Word of counsel, if you don't enjoy meat, obviously you don't enjoy meat. I'm sure that's not most of my audience. If you do enjoy meat, please go out and eat a very nice chunk of nice meat this weekend, okay? Give me a break. War is back on in Israel. Hamas and Israel are back trading bombs and missiles. Of course, the United States is very upset, but Hamas is the one that said no more, no more options. I told you last night that I believe that we are at the end of the hostage release because I don't think there's any more hostages left alive to release. My gut, I may be wrong, but the war's back on. And here is the big bombshell of the day from Israel. And this is something I shared with you in the immediate aftermath of October 7th. Because if you've ever been to Israel, their survival has relied upon security measures like most people cannot even begin to understand, right? We we have a report now, and we'll see how accurate it is, okay, that Israeli intelligence knew of this plan by Hamas to stage the attack they did on October 7th, a year in advance. Again, one of the big questions that came out of that day is, how could this have happened? Because again, Israeli intelligence is the best in the world. They have to be. Their literal existence relies upon it. So what happened? There are reports out today that they had a year's notice of this exact operation. We'll see how it unfolds, folks. We'll see how it unfolds. Uh, let me give you a piece of good news and bad news, okay? Good news first. 130 abortion clinics around the country have closed in the last year. 130! That's a great thing, folks. That's a great thing. 
Here's the bad news, though. As people of this program know, over 50% of abortions now aren't being performed in a clinic as we used to know it. They're done by pills. And the fact is, we do not have any control, any control at all on those pills. How many babies are being killed every day because of those pills? They've shut down 130 abortion clinics. That's a great story. But how many are just being killed by pills? That anybody who's been part of this program, when the great news came that Roe versus Wade was going to be overturned, the Dobbs decision, as it's called, right? I told you, celebrate. It's a 49-year victory. But understand, the war's not over. The war still goes on. The battlefield has just shifted. It's no longer on the tables of abortion mills around the country. It's now on pills that are being shipped globally through the mail. We will get into that more later. Hungary, Viktor Orban, the probably the closest thing to a Donald Trump uh, nationalist figure on the world stage, has said he will not support in any way, shape, or form Ukraine being a member of the EU, uh, NATO. Okay? That's good news. That's good news. Here's some bad news. U.S. suicide rates in 2022 hit an all-time high. Just under 45,000 people took their life in 2022. Not going to get into the whole suicide issue tonight. It's um, It's an issue we've dealt with many times. Oh, we will venture into it because this is a time of year, I'm sad to say, a, a time of year that is symbolized by words like peace and joy, right? That sadly so many people take their life. We'll, we'll delve into that more later. Again, People to watch this program, you know, it's an issue we have talked about often over the years. Dick Durbin, the Senate Judiciary Chair, blocked Marsha Blackburn's subpoena for Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs, which would include the passenger manifest. We were this close to seeing who was on all those flights on the Lolita Express. But we are not going to see that. My gut is you're never going to see that because don't forget Jeffrey Epstein at the end of the day was at a minimum a CIA operative, most likely, most guaranteedly, a CIA and Mossad operative. Okay? 
and thus you are never going to ever see the uh, names of those people that he entrapped in his Lolita scam. China, on top of everything else, here's one thing that you're not hearing about China. And I don't think you will. As a matter of fact, the mainstream media, I comb the, uh, uh, the archives for the last six months. Couldn't find anything. But so you know, China is eradicating all presence of Muslims, of Islam, in their country. Now, we know about the Uyghur Muslims. We know about those camps. But this goes far beyond this. They have been in the process in the last six months of literally bulldozing and destroying every mosque in China. And basically letting Muslims that are in China know they're not welcome. And if they want to continue to live, you better leave. Now, why is there no Muslim uprising in China? Just, just asking a question here, okay? Because normally, if there's anything anti-Muslim, there's a big uprising. Look at all the pro-Hamas demonstrations in the United States, in college campuses, in major cities. Why are there no pro-Hamas demonstrations in China? I'll tell you why. Because the Chinese military would take them out. Not arrest them, take them out. And as I speak to you tonight, there's a complete eradication of all vestiges of Islam in China. Now, they're doing this under the auspices under the auspices of taking out terrorists. Okay? But, and, and listen, every country operates as they want. I get it. But what gets no media attention in the midst of all the Islamophobia and all that here in the United States and in the West, China has been very systematically bulldozing mosques to the ground and basically letting Muslims in China know that if you would like to remain alive, China is not the place for you. Okay. Russia. Uh, the Russian Supreme Court. You know, Obviously, Russia is not a government that we would like to duplicate. But there's an old saying about a broke clock is right twice a day, right? The Russian Supreme Court has banned all international LGBTQ plus one, nine, six, seven, eight, whatever move, movements. Okay, Ban them all. Label them as extremists. And they are no longer allowed to operate within Russia. Now, I get it. We are a country of freedom of speech. Okay, and all this. But 
I got to tell you, Russia may not be totally wrong in this. They have identified anybody who deals with this trans issue as mentally ill. Oh, by the way, that's what all of our major psychiatry organizations have deemed it. Okay? Gender dysphoria, that's the literal name for it. It's a literal mental disorder. Just giving you a little bit of information. New Zealand, under the former prime minister, this Jakarta woman, who was a tyrannical nightmare, during COVID, they shut their people down. They would not let people associate with each other. They literally locked them in their homes. They literally forced every man, woman, and child in New Zealand to be vaccinated. Okay? You now have, in the last 12 months, a massive increase in deaths above and beyond anything they've seen in the last 100 years. Here we go with this excess death number that we've been talking about, I've been talking to you about for years now. And it's there's no doubt this has all come from the vaccine. The head of the COVID task force in New Zealand has been speaking out and he reveals that these excess deaths are due to a bad batch of vaccines, okay? Well, just so you know, these excess death numbers, they're not just limited to New Zealand. They're happening all over the world. All over the world. George Santos. I'm glad this is Friday night. I'm glad that I've got a bunch of other things I've got to deal with tonight because I could probably do the whole hour on this. Listen, George Santos is obviously a very mentally disturbed human being, okay? But the people of his district did vote him in as a congressman. The Republicans in one of the few times in the history of this country, removed him from Congress today. Now, let me give you a little behind-the-scenes reporting on this. Kevin McCarthy, who is a clear and present danger to Republicans, just being honest, I know, former House Speaker, I got it. But that was in name only. He is a total globalist. And this is nothing new to this audience. We've talked about McCarthy over the years. The Republicans only hold a slim margin in the House. Four votes. They just they just got rid of Santos Day. So that four is now down to three. And there is a very legitimate move underway. Move underway. 
orchestrated by Kevin McCarthy that he and a couple, at least one other person, maybe two other people, are going to leave the House. I mean, the Republicans could literally be down to a one-vote advantage, or maybe they lose control altogether. Again, this is not an accident. This is Kevin McCarthy's revenge on the on the party. This will stop them from cutting the budget. This will stop them from any impeachment proceedings. This will basically take all these committees off the playing field. Comer, Jordan, Waves and Means. This is not an accident, folks. This is being done on purpose, on purpose, by said Kevin McCarthy. Now, let me just ask you a question. George Santos, at worst, and listen, he's being he's he's under indictment for all kinds of fraud charges, using campaign money for all kinds of personal things, right? But while today the Republicans join with Democrats to get rid of George Santos and cut their margin down. Joe Biden is sitting in the White House. There is nothing George Santos did that is remotely even close to the treason committed by Joe Biden and his family. They could not even impeach Alejandro Mayorkas last week. Couldn't impeach him. Governor George Soros couldn't impeach Mayorkas. Mayor Garland. They haven't tried yet, but he should be gone. Christopher Ray, oh, he certainly should be gone. Adam Schiff, Democrat. You, do you notice something? The Democrats never do this themselves. Listen, I hear time and time again, well, the Republicans only have a few vote majority. Do you know Nancy, Nancy Pelosi, who also should be gone for her illegal stock trading? But Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker, only had a three-vote majority, same as the Republicans, yet they were able to impeach Donald Trump on two bogus impeachments and move forward with all of their illegal committees, January 6th being one of them, with only a three-vote. How could she do that and the Republicans can't? Simple. The Democrats stuck together they didn't divide amongst themselves and they were able to accomplish what they were out to accomplish. As devious and as sick as those goals were. The Republicans, they can't get rid of Biden, they can't get rid of him more. They can't bring impeachment against these people who deserve to be impeached. Yet they got rid of one of their own. And all that did was Hurt their numbers by now they're even a less of a majority. And if Kevin McCarthy gets his way, they may end up at at best with a one vote majority. They may end up losing the power altogether. Swalwell, remember Fang Fang? How is that guy still a member of the House? Pelosi, like I said. Illegal stock trades. How's she still there? 
Don't even start with Omar or Elmi, which is her real name, and her brother, lover, self. How's she even in this country, let alone in Congress? And we can all we can talk all night long about Talib, this terrorist lover. And don't forget in the Senate you got Bob Mendendez. He's under indictment now for having sold out him his office to Egyptians. They raided his house and found gold bars in his in his closet. He's still going, still going strong. Yet the Republicans, the one thing they accomplished, the one thing they actually accomplished was getting rid of one of their own. Unbelievable. All right, let's talk about January 6th. Need to talk about January 6th with you real quick tonight. Um, all the January 6th committee videos of depositions. They're all gone. Now, they've got transcripts, but the actual videos of those transcripts have all been destroyed. These people perpetuate a fraud on the country, and then they just cover their tracks. The January 6th committee's big star, Cassidy Hutchinson, remember her? She was an aide to uh, Meadows. Listen to this. One month after her Kabuki theater production, where she sat in front of the cameras for the whole country to watch and gave this great statement about how bad Donald Trump was and he tried to beat up the Secret Service and take control of his limo and go to the all that, all that, that All that testimony. So, devastating, so enthralling, everybody hanging on every word, right? Well, it turns out that about a month after her big performance on TV, her attorney said, and, and there's a word for it, but I'm not going to get the legal word, let me just put it to you this way. Her attorneys put into a, a into the record a correction to her testimony, okay? And this is usually done when somebody testifies before Congress. And maybe there was an issue that wasn't properly fleshed out, and people may have been a little confused by a comment here or there. It's, it's usually meant for very minor adjustments, okay? Just to keep the record straight. Well, a month after Cassidy Hutchinson testified before the nation, gave her dramatic testimony about January 6th, right? Her attorney sent in a correction to her testimony. The correction was basically an entirely different story. An entirely different testimony. And the purpose of this was so she couldn't get basically indicted for perjury. In other words, their correction was literally an entire change to what she told the country in front of those cameras 
for their big production. I mean, it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. The fraud that was perpetuated upon this country by that Kabuki Theater January 6th committee headed by Betty Thompson, you know, Neil Khan, Lizzie Cheney, crying Adam Kissinger, Swalwell, Jamie Rask, and that whole group. It was nothing but a highly produced lie. That's why they got rid of all the video tape evidence of the depositions. Yes, we still have the transcripts, but those videotapes were damning. They played them in all those productions. Cassie Hutchinson, their star witness, gave this dramatic testimony. And a month later, her attorney said he corrected corrections to her testimony. That changed her entire testimony. Are you going to hear that? Nope. Damage done, mission accomplished. You see how this works? The Trump attorneys actually asked for all those video, video depositions to use in their defense because, don't forget, he's being hit with January 6th by the government. Judge Chicken, okay, the Trump-hating, uh, tyrannical jurist overseeing Trump's trial, she denied the request for the video deposition. You know why she denied? Because she knew the videos no longer existed, that they were destroyed. And she's trying to cover the butts of this bogus January 6th committee. Can't make this stuff up, folks. This is like, they're just sticking it in your eye right in front of you. They don't even hide it anymore. Don't even hide it anymore. Now, something you could be praying about over the weekend. There's a major Supreme Court ruling that's probably coming down Monday. This is a challenge to the Department of Justice using a law that is not even close to being on point that was used to hammer hundreds of these January 6th people with felonies. In other words, they pulled some obscure law used against these people to, to be able to charge people that did nothing wrong. No violence, didn't break anything, but they wanted him with a felony so they could put him in prison. So they polished off an arcane law that was totally, had nothing to do with what January 6th was about. Just so you know, they also charged Donald Trump with the same arcane law. Thankfully, some of the January 6th people who had a little money have appealed using this law. On Monday, we find out if the Supreme Court is going to agree to hear arguments about this law. Because if they do agree, it's almost guaranteed they're going to strike it down. That's going to overturn hundreds of convictions of January 6ers, and it's really going to gut the case against Trump, at least that federal case for over January 6th. Okay. Pray this weekend. Pray this weekend. The Supreme Court accepts 
what they call cert, that they'll hear the case. Because I got to tell you something. The Supreme Court is the only legal body left that can stop this judicial tyranny that's not only destroying the lives of thousands of innocent people already January 6th, but it is the only body that is going to overturn the judicial tyranny that's being used to try to use bogus courts and, and, and tyrannical judges to destroy Donald Trump. This is a time where they must step up to the plate and be accountable. They do not have the option of just saying, nah, we'll pass. They do not have that option, folks. They do not. All right. Let me talk to you for a little bit here tonight. I wanted to save the last part of this program to talk to you about something very important. And I will do a much better job, I promise you, I promise you, because I know a lot of people are having a hard time getting their hands around this because it's very confusing. It really is. I get it. For all, you know, just to give you a public announcement, even I have been having a hard time fully embracing and understanding this. I'm talking about artificial intelligence. And I have been spending hours delving in because one of the things that I I pride myself on being able to do is take a lot of these very complicated issues breaking them down and making them as simplified as I possibly can so anybody can understand what's going on, okay? And i got to be honest with you, you know, I'm just, just telling you straight up, I am thankful 99% of the time I am successful in doing that, okay? A lot of the things you hear about on this program are actually much more detailed, complicated, okay? But I do my best to put them into the simplest terms so that people that don't have hours and hours and hours to study an issue can understand what's going on. Like this whole issue with the Supreme Court Monday. That's, I mean, to be blunt with you, that is a very complicated legal issue. But the bottom line is they took a law that they never should have used. They've applied it to January 6th people. They've applied it to Trump so they could get felonies where there were no felonies. Okay? All right. And that's as simple as I can make it. And the Supreme Court must hear these challenges. They cannot let this legal tyranny stand. Let me talk to you about artificial intelligence. And 
I'll start with I'll start with this first announcement and I may not totally be able to explain it all tonight but I want you to understand the announcement because over time I will be able to put this into a very simple uh, exp explanation that anybody can understand. <clears throat> One of the goals of the whole world of artificial intelligence is to create a digital god. Okay, That is to replace God the one and only God, the creator of heavens and earth, the God of the Bible, okay, with a digital God. In other words, a God-like presence that will oversee everything, okay? Now, we know this whole artificial intelligence is rooted in Satan because whatever I just told you about Satan, he is what? The great perverter. He takes the perfection of God and perverts it, right? There is no greater perversion than replacing God. And this is where the cults, right, and false religions have come in. There's a God in Islam known as Allah. That God doesn't exist. It's a manufactured fake God. There is no Allah. The Allah of Islam doesn't exist. The, the Mormon cult, dreamed up by Joey Smith, they've got not a God, many gods. Matter of fact, Mitt Romney, Glenn Beck, and all Mormons, they think they're going to die and become God! How about that? Is that what the Bible teaches? Of course not. That's what their cult teaches, though, that they're going to die and become God. It's garbage. It's a lie. So, in the same tradition as false religions like Islam, cults like Mormonism, Artificial intelligence is going to create a quote-unquote God, a God-like figure to oversee everything. Well, that's clearly not of the God, but of the great perverted Satan. All right? And again, I'm just going to leave it there, that, that issue there tonight, because we will be coming back to that, but that's the best and easiest way to explain it to you. It's nothing but another fake God like the Mormons have, like the Muslims have, and like any other false religion has. Now, the First Amendment gives us some very specific constitutional protections, freedom of religion, freedom of speech, freedom to protest our government, right? 
The Fourth Amendment, very specifically, is about the protection from the government search and seizure of our property. Well, we know that the First Amendment is under brutal attack. But what most people don't understand, the Fourth Amendment is probably under the biggest attack as I speak to you tonight. After 9-11, because of the fear of terrorism, the Patriot, Patriot Act was passed by Congress. And part of the Patriot Act could contain what they call Section 702. And this basically allowed the government to bypass the Fourth Amendment, okay? And basically legally violate the Fourth Amendment, which is the search and seizure clause, to go after terrorists. That was a really bad move, just to be blunt with you. Because it was really clearly a violation of our constitutional rights. But we did it because of what? We wanted to be safe from terrorists. Well, here's the problem. Today, the Fourth Amendment is being violated not to try to get terrorists, but try to go after political opponents. All right? Section 702 has been turned on its head, starting in the Obama years, from going after foreigners to going after American citizens. Uh, it allows the government to gather evidence and accept records without a court order. Normally, if you want to go after a person's private records, information, you have to go to a court and prove that there is a justification to do that. Section 702 bypasses that whole process. Okay? Bypasses the whole thing. Now, this special provision to violate people's Fourth Amendment rights has to be reauthorized every 10 years. We are at that place right now where it's being re-upped so to speak. And there is a very large contingent, thankfully, of Republicans and Democrats who are really fighting against having this re-up because they understand that it has been abused. This is how they went after Trump. This is how they spied on his campaign, spied on his presidency, went after Carter Page and people that he was associated with during the campaign, they violated their Fourth Amendment using Section 702. That was supposed to only be for foreigners, terrorists, but has been turned upside down to actually now go after United States citizens. There is no way that they should re-up this. No way. 
My guess is they will, though. You know why? Because the deep state is very persuasive. And they'll go to a congressman and say, Congressman, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, how's that little secretary of yours doing? I'm just asking. You're going to be voting to re-up 702, right, Congressman? Your wife wouldn't want to find out about that little secretary, would she, Congressman? See? They've used it to spy on America. This is one of the ways they've used, they, they, they've been able to go after Trump supporters. And they've just begun, folks. Just begun. Because let me tell you something. The 2024 election, in addition to all the other ways that they're going to try to steal this election, using all the same tricks and tools they used in 2020, they've got a new one this time. It's called artificial intelligence. And basically what artificial intelligence does is this. Now, don't forget, they've acquired lots of data. We just talked this earlier this week about all the data they got from Twitter, right? I mean, you're talking tons of data. 84 million people. I mean, they don't have the ability to sit there and comb through all that. Oh, but using artificial intelligence, they do. They set the parameters and artificial intelligence whips through all that data and based on whatever parameters they set, spits out now a manageable stream of data. You with me? Homeland Security has got a brand new AI operation to go through mega amounts of data. There's about 12 people on this advisory board. Let me give you two of the names on the advisory board. And I'm not going to give you all 12 because you probably won't know 10 of them. You'll know these two. James Clapper, John Brennan. There you go. That should tell you all you need to know. There are massive AI operations underway right now. Department of Defense, CIA, NSA, FBI, Department of Homeland Security. Okay? Don't forget again, Jack Smith just got massive amounts of data from Twitter on 85 million people. All those, all that data is going to these AI databases. They've got voting records from all over the country. Oh, how about that? Whether you know it or not, you can go online today and pay like 30, 40 bucks and you can get pretty much all the relevant information on anybody you want. When I say relevant information, where they've lived their whole life. Educational information. Job information. Criminal records. Driving records. Marriage records. Okay. I mean, basically, every relevant piece of information that a person collects along their journey through life, that's all available to the general public. So you know the government's got all that stuff. 
and then add to that whatever other databases they've got, voting records, Twitter records, whatever other databases they've got, phone records. Remember I told you a few weeks ago how they've been working with the phone company to get all the phone records of hundreds of millions of people? Again, no human being can go through all those records. Artificial intelligence can. And all you got to do is set up the parameters. What are we looking for? And it will just start zipping through billions, trillions, and trillions, and trillions of records. And it will start spitting out whatever they're, whatever they're looking for. Okay? That's probably the easiest way to explain it. And what they're doing right now and what they're getting ready to do for 2024 is a massive targeting operation on anybody and everybody that is going to support Donald Trump. Now, a lot of this is being done, just so you understand, under the auspices of fighting, ready for it, disinformation. (laughs) That's that's, That's the... That's the catch-all. That's the catch-all. That's how they justify all of this. Well, we've got to stop people from spreading disinformation, misinformation. Yeah, okay. So in 2024, this massive artificial intelligence operation is exactly what they're going to use to try to steal this election. And what and what they will ultimately do is try to uh, eliminate all narratives, hypothetically, that would promote Trump and a Trump presidency. And it would replace those narratives with why a Trump presidency would be damaging. And again, Listen, anybody that watches this program, you watch this program because you are as informed as anybody on this planet. I'm telling you right now, and I'm not, I don't need to blow smoke. I've been doing this too long. You know more about what's going on than 99% of the people on the planet. And that includes probably most elected officials, just to be blunt with you. I've spoken with so many over the years. They're some of the most ill-informed people on the planet as far as a total picture goes. Okay? And just understand this. And we'll get into this more later. Artificial intelligence is not just to censor but to regulate. Okay? It's not just to censor speech. Regulate speech. To totally control how people think. It's not to silence people. It's designed to control people. You with me? Give you an example. At a hospital. Normally a hospital is controlled by the doctors and nurses. Well, if you have an artificial intelligence control hospital, doctors and nurses don't control anything. They just are plugged into whatever the AI program tells them to do for a patient. This patient needs these meds. This patient needs this surgery. In other words, it's not controlled by people. 
but by artificial intelligence. Again, based on how the AI program set up. Again, it's not designed to tell people what to do. It's not to change things. It's to control things. Artificial intelligence is a control mechanism. And as I say here tonight, I can promise you it will be used to control people in this coming year. Because again, most people, I'm just being honest, they don't, they're not plugged in and they're very easy to control. How did you have all those people walking around masks on when we knew masks were garbage? How did you have all those people that on their own locked their doors, didn't go see their dying grandmother? All this. I mean, you're going to tell me I can't see my grandmother? I mean, I'm going to knock you in the head and go see my grandmother. But most people are very easily controlled. That's what artificial intelligence is designed to do. To control how people think and act. We'll get into it more because this is here to stay. And let me tell you something. You want to pray this weekend? Don't just pray for the Supreme Court. Pray against this AI stuff because this is straight from the pits of hell. I promise you. All right, got to get out of here. Before we leave for the weekend, first of all, it's the weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, got some, if you're a football fan, got some great college football uh, championship games this weekend. Pro football's in high gear. If you're not a football fan, that's fine. In some places, the weather's going to be nice. Enjoy it while you can because you know what's coming, right? Eat some good food. Get to church. Don't forget we have the live prayer church. Uh, we put a new service up every Sunday midnight. On uh, Sunday at midnight, go to my homepage. Scroll to the bottom, though. All the way to the bottom. You got a few links at the bottom. One says Live Prayer Church. Click on it. And uh, it's about a 30, 40 minute service. So it'll be a blessing to you. But get to church this weekend, okay? All right, before we get out of here, if you never made a decision for Jesus, pray with me now. Now is the time. I can't do it for you. I can just lead you. You got to make the decision. Pray with me. Dear Lord, tonight I commit myself to Jesus. I am a sinner. And I ask you to forgive me, Lord. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth.